All right, welcome back to the Crossover Chalice. I'm Lewis Pastner, I'm your host, and with me today is the New Moon Duo, uh, Melinda Becker, the vocalist, and Anne Rainwater on piano. So thrilled to have you guys. Thanks for uh, being on the show. Hi, Lewis. Thanks Hello. for having us. Thank you. <laughs> so, wait, is that right, vocalist, or yeah. you call yourself a soprano? No, mezzo. Mezzo, if excuse me. If you're going to do cl- voice classification, definitely mezzo. Yeah. But uh, vocalist is good. And yeah. if you're going to do keyboard classification, definitely pianist. <laughs> Not yeah. harpsichord? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Anne and I have known each other since high school. Since high school. Because we were in Oakland Youth Orchestra together. Mm-hmm. And Anne played bass. I did. In the orchestra. In the orchestra. But I assume you were also like... Uh, shredding the piano back then. (laughs) (laughs) And you grew up in North Bay. I grew up in the North Bay. I grew up in Marin. Yeah. And I was in a music prep program in high school, and that's how I got into bass and piano and did a lot of chamber music and was in Oakland Youth Orchestra with Lewis. Um, And we toured Italy. We toured Italy together. It was a great adventure. It totally Um, was. A lot of pizza and pasta was eaten. We um, ate pasta in a castle. We did. That we, was great. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that at like the last rehearsal. Uh-huh. And we play also in a group together, Trio Etrange, Trio which I've been spelling wrong. <laughs> Without no, the S? There's no, no, there's no apostrophe in Etrange. There's an accent. There's an accent. Over the E. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, but yeah, and that's with Corey Mike, who's mm-hmm. from the Town Quartet. Uh, so we've been seeing a lot of each other. Mm-hmm. Melinda and I, we met, I think, at the Small Wonder, which is a bar in Oakland. Oh yeah. For uh, Moses's short-lived. Was it a uptown chamber, chamber thing, at, thing. The, at the Small Wonder? Yeah. Because Susie Fong was playing. Right. And she's a keyboardist. Yeah. <laughs> and she plays. Uh, not only piano, but a lot of like harpsichord, pl- plucky type keyboards. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, she's in my quartet. Yeah, liaison. Yeah, winner of the, uh, the Berkeley <laughs> Baroque Music Festival Battle of the Bands of 2016. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Did you guys compete in 2018? No, there was not. I don't think there was a competition. Oh, so you're still the defending champions. I'm Congratulations! Not sure. <laughs> and that may not be official, but I was there though, and I definitely. Uh, Contributed to <laughs> the, the I, you know, I put some tokens in your bag. Thank you. But anyway, it's not you guys. You know, you did it on your own. Right? <laughs> but Liz. we have played together in musical art quintet. Yes, which is sort of a more jazzy crossover string group that I play in. Yeah, and you sang. I sang a couple of of Spanish tunes. Yes, um, and and that was in two thousand seventeen. Wasn't it this last year? 2017? Oh, we, we did, and we did Beethoven 9. Oh, right. At the uh, Grace Cathedral. Yeah. And you were one of the soloists. Right. Oh, and, but then, and that. then we did some things with Musical Art Quintet together. Yeah. Uh, That's right. And so I, and I thought that you were maybe like an early music specialist type person. Well, you know, I just love music, and I love all kinds of music, and so I did study some early music when I was at the conservatory for my yeah. master's and 
Um, I was in the Baroque Ensemble there, and I've done some early music with guitarists and yeah. flute players. Yeah. Um, but I just, I like to mix it up. Of course, me yeah. too. Yeah, mm -hmm. crossover cellist. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's what so, that means. So we all know each other um, So how a variety of... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, we, well, I know you guys from separate things. Mm -hmm. how, how do you guys know each other? Oh, um, I used to teach lessons after school um, at a school in San Francisco that Melinda taught at, and we would run into each other in the hallways, and, um, you know, I would need her to unlock a practice room door or something, and so we, um, we just started talking and um, read through some music, I think, I want to say maybe a year and a half ago to two years ago. We just, we just started reading through some music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, realized we, we like very similar repertoire. Yeah. Um, we like working together. It's, um, it's fun. It's easy. It's, it's a really good time. I feel like there's a lot of good collaboration. Mm -hmm. And um, we played on a gig together back in April. We did a wedding. Oh, yeah. And that was just really fun to prepare and, um, and rehearse for. And so we, we talked about rep more and more and decided we wanted to make a go, go at this as a, as a duo. Yeah. Um, you know, and establish a program and really, you know, uh, kind of set forth a vision of uh, who we are and, and, and the kind of programs we want to present and what we're about. And yeah. You can say more about that? Yeah. Um, we decided that we would, we would play mostly contemporary music from the 20th century on. Mm -hmm. um, with uh, sort of the goal of of doing some commissions, um, talking to some local composers or maybe composers globally, mm -hmm. uh, just to to commission some some music of of people whose stories are untold, or um, we want to hear from voices that are that are diverse. Mm -hmm. Um, stories in different languages, mm -hmm. um, stories about different cultures, right? Um, just things that you might not hear um, in other situations, in other yeah. places. That's totally cool. Well, okay, so this is happening, and this I think the reason we're doing the podcast now is because you guys are uh, doing a, a concert at St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Oakland mm -hmm. for the new Glenview uh, concert series uh, that Derek and I have kind of started. Uh, so that's October 12th, Friday, October 12th, 7.30 at uh, St. Paul's Lutheran of Oakland. And that program is uh, it's titled uh, Voice Soar. Voice Solo. Solo, excuse me. Oh my god. <laughs> well, sometimes we're sore. <laughs> long days. What was I thinking? Well, this one's just solo. <laughs> All right, it's called yeah, voice solo. Voice yeah. solo, and the the subtitle or the rest of the title is twentieth um, century poetic narratives. Yes. So um, music of the twentieth century. Yeah, just what you were describing. Just what we were describing. Um, each set is in a different language. Uh, each set is by a different composer. Um, each set tells a very very specific story. A lot of the times um, the narrative is about being alone or going alone or departing alone or doing something um, on your own that is either scary or new or um, sometimes comforting. Um, and maybe you can say more about the, the specific rep or the... I'm yeah. just thinking of the barber pieces specifically. Um, oh, yeah. The, um, the hermit songs. 
Yeah. The, that's one of the one of the sets that we're doing. Yeah. Um, and those were written in the early fifties. Yeah, Barbara wrote them in the early fifties, and the texts are are taken from the private, uh, sometimes diaries or or poems or notes written in margins by uh, of manuscripts uh, by monks from the uh, Irish monks from the eighth mm-hmm. to the thirteenth centuries. So the texts really were never meant to be read by anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and doodles, basically. They're, yeah. they're sort of uh, side thoughts, you know, while they're studying their manuscripts. Yeah. Um, some of them are really funny. Some of them are really sarcastic. Some of them are really serious. The, the right. one I was thinking about, um, about, about uh, doing something alone, is the, the last one, the tenth song from the whole set, about um, being alone, sort of meditating, praying, thinking about your life. And, and one of the lines is about... Um, the last song or the last, I'm forgetting now, the last something until death. Um, and so really uh, preparing for death, basically. Yeah. And, it's, and thinking on that. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a very serious way to end the set. Very sort of epic. Um, yeah. But they, um, they're, they're set in a really clever way. Um, I think each of the, the piano and the voice um, has a lot to do. Um, parts of it are really heavy and involved. Um, parts of it are really tender and sparse, and he, he really uses the text to kind of build up or, or, or tear down the, the density of what's yeah. going on. Um, and they're so musical. They all, whenever we uh, rehearse them, they get stuck in my head afterwards. Those I love those Barbara songs. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I know those specifically, but mm-hmm. I've listened to a lot of his songs. I got some kind of complete Barber songs set that I had listened to a bunch of years ago. Oh, wow. And there's Dover Beach for string quartet and baritone, mm-hmm. which yes. is like one of the big yeah. uh, string quartet and vocalist pieces that we get. Yeah. Uh, so you got Barber, mm-hmm. Debussy. Debussy, Trois Chansons de Bilitis. Uh, those are, are really beautiful, colorful. Um, they're the story of Bilitis, this woman who's having all these new experiences and um she discovers her own sensuality so really i think that the the music mirrors that mm-hmm. um and it's pretty evocative um it's very rich it's 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 great um from my perspective it's great wc keyboard writing too it's full it's it's lush it's um beautiful um chords that almost they almost veer off into jazz land mm-hmm. for a while, and then he, he brings you back in yeah. um, to, to his uh, musical language. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so, um, yeah, so rich mm-hmm. to me. When do those come from? Do you know? Oh, they are... Around 1910. I want to say a little do. earlier. Oh, really? Everything. <laughs> Probably. He died in, like, uh, the teens, right? Let me check my score. Maybe you're right. Oh, that's this is a. She's checking yeah, while this... she's checking. <laughs> we we also are playing um, Cuatro Canciones Andinas, which are four Andean songs by Gabriela Lina Frank, who's a local composer. She's she lives in Boonville, and in fact, we just worked on those pieces with her today. Um, that's so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, like, uh, Anne was telling me she has, like, a commission for, 
to write an opera for some company in Texas, and she's like one of these composers that's like fairly established, I would say, right? Oh, definitely. And and also, I literally was listening to a compilation of music by female composers today because it had this Amy Beach thing on it, uh, uh, part of her con- piano concerto. But the next track was one of hers, some clarinet and piano piece. Huh. And then I was like, I think I know this name because I'd only seen it from the program that you guys are doing. So, but she's track two on. I think it's called "Power to the Women" or something. Some nice. album on Spotify, a female composer, and yeah, like Jennifer Higdon's on there. Mm-hmm. I think they have like um, parodies, you know. Maybe that should have been the name of our duo, "Power to the Women." <laughs> <laughs> I like New Moon. Is what what was the inspiration for New Moon? Well, we were searching for a title that that sort of described uh, basically the, the rep that we were interested in or maybe mirrored our personalities or... Yeah. Uh, and we really struggled with finding a name. Mm-hmm. It took us weeks. Mm-hmm. We ruled out a lot of different adjectives and colors and lots of things. Descriptors and... for, um, for women or sound or um, something new. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's always been hard for me. To come up with names. Isn't that the name of one of the Twilight books? What is? Oh no. Let's change <laughs> New it. Moon? New Moon? Isn't it? <gasps> oh, maybe. Let's change it immediately. Ah! It, may, it may not be right. <laughs> maybe. It's definitely the name of a, a, a compilation of uh, Elliot Smith B sides that came out after his death. Oh, well, that's fine. But who cares? I mean, Elliot <laughs> Smith is pretty legit. Okay, wait, but so you went and worked. Let's not. I, don't feel, I feel like we moved on too, prematurely. Oh, okay. Mm. Because you back. went and worked with this composer. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your name again? Gabriella Lena Frank. Yeah, I was about to be like Miss Lena. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, so, what you guys played for her, we and did. you and she coached you, or she gave you. What was that like? I mean, she was was she telling you like ensemble things, or was it more like I, I would imagine interpretive, like? Mm-hmm. Well, part of her, um, part of her own struggle and like coming to her, I think her own musical voice, and this is, this is kind of the impression I got from talking to her, um, is that she, and she said so much, she said it at least, um, two or three times in different ways, um, this afternoon, how she comes from classical training, but she, um, her, her heritage through her mother's side is from Peru, and she was really influenced by, um, Peruvian music, Peruvian writers, Peruvian poetry, um, and so trying to sort of marry those two um, yeah. ideas through the voice and the training and the technique of classical music, but with this, um, she used the word magic a couple mm-hmm. times, which I really loved, um, trying to convey something that might be otherworldly or magical or, or text that is um, haunting or, right, um, it comes from, um, you say a little about the language because I'm not don't remember how to pronounce it. Yeah, so there's a poet, a Peruvian poet, who wanted to tell the story of Quechua Indians. And Quechua Indians are the indigenous population in Peru and, and a lot of South America. And um, the Quechua Indians were, and have been for, for a long time, very oppressed and uh, looked down upon. And this poet wanted to bring their story forth 
through through poetry and so he grew up alongside some of the Quechua Indians and decided um, to take some of their experiences or some of their mythology and to to translate that into Spanish and into into poetry and so mm -hmm. those are the texts of these four songs and there really are really magical elements mm -hmm. the songs are really dark mm -hmm. uh, they're dealing with again traveling alone mm -hmm. voice solo actually comes from a line in one of those those poems mm -hmm. um, and there is one song in the cycle it's the third song that's really really uh, really dark it's about it's about death and it's about this myth of this man who who dies he's a musician and his his lover his girlfriend from the riverbank sees his instrument floating down the river and he's missing so she sees the instrument and then she sees his poncho and then she sees his hat and then she actually sees him floating in the river and the river fills with blood and this is a and she sees a condor too right which is mm -hmm. supposed to um, be a bad omen um, all as part of this story Oh no! Um, so it's thought, very dark. I thought condors were so cool. I think they're I cool too, but I guess you know. In what happened in to the musician? I don't think we, we found don't know. out from this poem. I don't think it's clear. I'm worried all about. We, it. All we see is her um, seeing different, you know, parts of what he's worn, and then and then seeing uh, seeing seeing the river turn red, and then seeing his body and so it's 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 told through her perspective oh and that's another thing about um well not the barber one so much but the the Debussy and the and the Gabriela Lena Frank pieces are um told through uh, a woman's voice um which is just just really great to have and to be able to express yeah would you say uh, that's rare in the art song field I don't I would say in terms of performing music by a female composer that has been rare in my experience just to, to perform pieces by a female um, yeah. that I really love uh, but also I feel like the topics the topics from like a narrator's voice that's been female mm -hmm. have been kind of narrow yeah because mm. I feel like you know I, I listen to Schubert leader mm -hmm. and you know, the text is all coming from men, I'm pretty sure. You yeah. Know, I, probably wrong. There might, There's women poets, right? But yeah, uh, some. But I think it, it was, you know, similar to uh, being a composer back then. It was You were kind of told to not waste your time if you're a woman doing that, right? Right. Because you've got to, like, manage the house and stuff. Yeah. And pump out babies. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just curious, like... I don't know. Yeah, that's why I asked. Yeah, I think that's right. I think most of the poetry that I've sung in my life has probably been composed by men. Or if it's poetry composed by a man and it's from the point of view of a woman, there are only certain mm. topics that are addressed. Love. Like love. Yeah. Or um, motherhood or, mm -hmm. or just uh, children, like domesticity. Yeah. yeah. Um, It'd be interesting to listen to like Fanny Mendelssohn songs or to, you know, take a look at them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where's she getting the text? We were just talking about about her before. Um, yeah, well, how, yeah, right. Uh, piano trio. Right, her piano trio, and um, um, I like it. I've read through it before a few years ago, and how you were telling me the story that um, her brother, Felix Mendelssohn, yes. the, the definitely more famous of the two, um, yeah. 
passed off some of her songs as his own. Yeah. And who was it? The Queen... The Queen of, of England. England? Yeah. She, her favorite song when Mendelssohn went to play for her was actually one of Fanny's songs. Mm-hmm. And I'm not totally sure, but I think Fanny at that moment had said, it's okay, you know, for you to take credit for my songs. And they, he like wrote to her and said, well, I'm not, yeah, I'm not really sure, but, um, but yeah, he definitely, there's, there's pieces that we're not sure mm-hmm. uh, if they're by him or her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he definitely had a better chance of getting them published and That's things right. like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was part of the impetus and, for her to say, just take these yeah. and get them published so that at least they're published. And other, you know, other examples throughout the 1800s, right, when um, Clara Schumann mm-hmm. married Robert Schumann, she largely stopped composing. That's my understanding, at least. Yeah, and stopped performing. Um, and stopped performing you know, to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, um, I know that the movie Song of Love. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. With, with, it's got a bunch of famous old actors. I forget their names. Yeah. But you can, like, watch it on YouTube or Vimeo or something. Mm-hmm. In that movie, she says... Yeah, she only performs like once or twice a year because she's, you know, got so many things. She's dedicated to being a wife and things like Raising that. Raising her five children. Yeah, exactly. Taking care of him. And... Yeah, and then you got this annoying house guest, Brahms. That, right. <laughs> you know, Always never cleans around. up after himself. No, he probably was fine. Right. But, uh... And, um, I, I just thinking about this because I, I listened to some Mahler vocal pieces recently, but the, the vocalist who introduced the works um, was talking... Um, about Alma Mahler, and um, and and she per- she performed a work of Alma, Alma Mahler's, and it was the same thing when when she married um, Gustav. He said, you know, basically there can only be one composer in this relationship, and that's going to be me. So uh, you might as well just just stop it right now. And yeah. that's that's largely what ended up happening. Right. Um, and so it's uh, it's we're talking about famous composers of the yeah, 1800s right. into the early 1900s that this um, this happened. Yeah. And and it was the, the women who had to um, give up their compositional uh, and creative voice in a large, well, a large that's, part, right? Can I, on behalf of men, can I just say thank you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, I Yikes. mean, it's... Uh, but, 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 but uh, you know... It's we, very nice of you guys if, but to but if let we, us But if we know about that, right, if we know about that through Mendelssohn and through uh, Schumann and Mahler, chances are happened... A lot more lot to more. Uh, cases oh, yeah. that we've never heard of, you know, yeah, we've and, never heard of. Yeah. Well, I think now in the information age, at least we have a lot more access to scores by these women and recordings, mm-hmm. yeah. especially recordings. What I'm noticing is there's a lot of recordings available of music that is not like in the, uh, you know, public domain libraries, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, International Music Score Library Project. Mm-hmm. So like... Okay, well, anyway, yeah, I, there's pieces, you know, Emily Mayer is another composer I recently learned about, and mm-hmm. we've been listening to, like, some of her piano trios, and mm-hmm. I like them, but they're not available. The music's not available. Oh, okay. Fanny Mendel String Quartet, mm-hmm. not available on, you know, for free, like I all the Mozarts are, all yeah. the Mendel, all the other Mendelssohn okay. quartets are, except for his very early works, you mm-hmm. know, that were never published. So, that's another hurdle we have to overcome, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay, well, uh, we should talk about the Salon series. Sure. Is that what you call it? The sure. Vernon Salon that Anne uh, curates and hosts. Yes. yes. How long have you been doing that? Um, so it started in January 2016. 
um, at the suggestion of a couple different friends. Um, I, 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 it had been an idea of mine for a while. Um, back when I lived in New York after grad school, I used to have people over about once a month and have like informal read-throughs or if people wanted to present a piece that they, it was a work in progress, you know, you yeah. get 10, 15 friends together and hang out and have a nice evening and listen to some great music. Um, but this, uh, this is a little bit more formalized. It's, um, it's once a month at my house. We're actually uh, sitting here right now uh, in Oakland, mm-hmm. and um, on Vernon Street, which on is Vernon Street, which same is street called, that I live same, on. Louis and I live on the same street, separated by the 580 freeway. That's right. Um, and uh, yes, it's been once a month for the last uh, almost three years straight. Yeah. Um, usually take off July or, or July and August, but but other than that, pretty much straight for yeah. the last three years. Um, the goal originally was to pair music with some other sort of art on the oh, same yeah. evening. So it started out, um, the first year was, um, I hosted an illustrator. I hosted, um, I hosted a dancer one time, um, a poet, um, a literary, um, scholar, uh, who else has been on it in the past? Um, a writer, a local writer. Um, things like that, uh, but it gradually just became much more music focused and turned out there wasn't enough time on a Friday evening to really have a complete musical experience and a complete separate experience. Yeah. Um, so I've been hosting musicians, um, usually small groups, um, at this point usually women, first sort of accidentally and now uh, intentionally, mm-hmm. um, and so I would say almost every single one this year has been exclusively women or almost exclusively women or if there's been a men performing too that's been with women. been with with women as well um and that's just my um hopefully my little contribution to the community here and and um getting other artists in the same space and having people um meet new friends and colleagues yeah and just build to talk about the music you yeah. know and yeah yeah like the experiences more than just listening to the music, it's, it's having a whole discussion about it, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. and having artists right there, and you know, just like we're all we're yeah. all friends, you know, yeah. right, right. And so you guys did this last uh, month, right? Right. Yeah, it's a great series. I for our concert that we just did, that was our first concert, mm-hmm. but before we even had a duo name, right? <laughs> and um, that was great. I, like you say, it just felt like a room full of friends and and people who just appreciate music. They want to hear live music, and it's such an intimate uh, experience. Um, and that was, I think, my third time performing. I think that's on right. The series, yeah, yeah. Your um, your broke quartet played a few years Liaison? ago. Liaison was <gasps> here in twenty sixteen. And then last year you played with your renegade duo, guitar and voice. Yeah, who's uh, that with? John Mendel, he's oh, okay. a guitarist. Yeah, Don't know him. yeah, he's great. He's a great guitarist. Sweet. Um, I remember we had a uh, we had a um, guy who used to be in the wine industry one time give a talk about uh, making wines. That was really cool <gasps> to hear. Fun. Um, yeah. So so mostly it's just been through um, reaching out to friends and colleagues, and then sort of my extended network of people yeah. I know in the Bay Area. Occasionally, it's been people who pass through here, and yeah. let's say they're doing a show in San Francisco or somewhere else, and that they can kind of tack this on yeah. to the beginning or end of their tour. Um, yeah. I hosted a pianist one time from Chicago, 
and a duo from Boston. So that was that was cool. They were out here on their way, and this was another stop for them. Yeah, um, that's so important, you know, for the the not just local community, but to for if you're on tour, you want a place like this to exist. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And so it's important to do that for other people. Mm. You know? I think so, um, and I think um, it. It's been a nice, uh, I don't want to say it's been an escape, but it's been a nice nice way to sort of um, once a month forget the rest of the world even exists and just focus on hearing or experiencing some great music for a night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, everybody who's here uh, really wants to be here and really wants to support the artists that yeah. they're um, hearing. And if they haven't, you know, if they haven't met you yet, and they're they're they're, maybe I have a couple regulars. I have more than a couple regulars at this point, and they come no matter who it is. Yeah, and that's so then they end up nice. staying and talking, mm. and you know, um, people exchange email addresses and become friends or become collaborators, yeah. and that's really cool too to yeah. be kind of at the hub for that. Absolutely, it's really exciting. Totally, and so yeah, we're playing here. Yes, on the nineteenth. Trio Etrange. Trio Etrange. October nineteenth, Vernon Salon series. Um, we're doing Brahms, Brahms Opus Eight, his first trio in B major, which was his. I'm young. I have a lot of energy. I want to write beautiful music. He was twenty two, twenty three, and then he went back in eighteen ninety one. I think something like that, and revised a lot of it. Um, so it's the it's new very Brahms different. and the old Brahms all in one. And so it's sort of like his first piano trio and his last piano trio. Right, right. It yeah. really um, he he did some heavy revision back in the uh, early eighteen nineties. Yeah. And then we're gonna play a movement or two of my new piano trio. We'll see if I can finish. <laughs> the work that I need to do for tomorrow's rehearsal. Uh, so, thanks for the deadline. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how do people, like, get on the list, you know, like, that, to just, know um, about this? They can visit my website. Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll put and, that in the description. Andrainwater.com. Great. And there's, I have a whole page about it under my project section. It's called the Vernon Salon Series. Great. And they can just click my uh, Contact Me page and say, I want to sign Fantastic. up. I send out one email a month. Yeah. It's just an invitation. I'm on the list. It's not that annoying. <laughs> this is actually something that I, you know, I don't get to go very, very much, but mm-hmm. you know. But but we, I, we get yeah. a lot of emails nowadays, right? Right, as as musicians exactly. and artists from friends and colleagues, yeah. and um, you but don't like ever the time when I was able to go, I was really glad I had the email. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you know, being a musician, it's hard to go to, to concerts other because shows. you're doing your own stuff. Of course, but I still like to know about like yeah. what my friends are doing and check in with them and mm-hmm. see how it goes. Yeah, mm-hmm. without relying on social media per se, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, any other shows coming up for you guys that we should talk about? Yeah, I have uh, at the Center for New Music on October 27th. Uh, I have a program with Liaison Ensemble, my Baroque Quartet, and it's a collaboration with Helia Collective, who is a female composer collective in the Bay Area and we have chosen, my quartet has chosen four Baroque pieces all by female composers and four composers from the Helia Collective have written pieces inspired by those songs. Cool. So we'll present the new music and the early music side by side on that program. So we're really looking forward to that. When's that? That's October 27th it's a Saturday at the Center for New Music. I awesome. believe that it's seven thirty or eight. 
I can't recall at this moment. But yes, October twenty seventh. Cool. Anything else for you? I have three shows in November with you, Lewis. We're doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's well. Hey, one of them is in the works of being set up. That's true. So we should. Excuse me. I have two shows in November with you. Yeah, yeah. We're we're doing also the same Glenview. Uh, classical, classical series. series at St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Oakland, November thirtieth, yes. and then and we're playing a group muse right after Thanksgiving. Right it's after Thanksgiving, Sunday the Sunday after, after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is that weekend. the twenty sixth of November? I think so. And we might so that's going to be in San Francisco, and then we might do something in the South Bay. We're talking December second. Same program, Brahms Opus Eight, and uh, a couple of movements, or, or hopefully that your whole. But what about the show song? Oh right, um, and back uh, back in the fall into the summer, we worked on the sh- show song. <laughs> it's a monster yeah, of a piano part. It's a monster I, of a piece. Don't blame me for not mentioning it, but it's, I think we um, did. I think that is the plan. Well, how would how would 30th. you describe the piece? Oh, uh, oh. French late romantic. French late you romantic. Know, goodness, it's, uh, it's cyclical. He's one of the disciples of Franck. Right. And also he was down with Wagner. You yeah. know, it wasn't till Debussy and Ravel were like, actually, we don't like this guy. Right. And I think also World War One did a lot mm-hmm. of uh, making the French people try to make their music less German. Uh, but he- so it's very uh, harmonically daring. Uh-huh. Adventurous. It changes um, key centers a lot. Yeah. Uh, like unexpectedly. Yeah. Um, so, but probably it. So you can go to groupmuses.com. Yep. You can find check, us there to check for the group muses. But otherwise, come to our Oakland concert, which is uh, at St. Paul's Lutheran of Oakland. Mm-hmm. November thirty. Great. 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 And then uh, we are going to listen to something. Yes. And we haven't quite decided, but we think it might be something that you recorded at uh, Frank's house. Yes. The second movement of her, um, the second of piece. her work, the second Gabriella Elena Frank. No. That that's right, and her okay. of her cuatro canciones andinas. Thank you. We have to make sure it's okay with her, maybe. Sure. Yeah, we can check. It. We'll check. We'll check. <laughs> okay. Do our, our due diligence. You guys, thank you so much for uh, doing this. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Louis. And Thanks, Louis. We are gonna push the show this week. Yeah. Yes. Come to the show on Friday. It's going to be so great. Come to our show. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, That's it for this episode. We're going to listen to Gabriella Elena Frank. And uh, remember, it's not celloist. It's cellist.